everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. We did not hear you. You had dramatic interest. You're on mute. Oh, oh man. my god! I'm Andrew. Doing it for two there days. There we go. Like wow. Oh. Amateur hour. Get out of here. Go have another shot of Tabasco or water or whatever that is you're drinking. <laughs> my name is Garrett. And I'm David. Welcome to So Many Sequels. Wow. Yes, indeed. Uh, this is part two of our 2021 year in review. Um, last episode, we talked about some some of the crazy things that happened last year in movies, and we shockingly managed to make it through two of our top 10. <laughs> um, we talked too much. We talked too much. Well, we to our number 10 and number nine. So yeah, our, our tens and nines are pretty much all different, but there's going to be a yeah. lot of repeats coming up. So hopefully That's we'll true. have less to talk about as we get towards number one. All right. Well, uh, just uh, let's just get into it then. Why don't, why don't you give us your number eight, David? Uh, what was my, your eight? my number eight? And I have all the lists pulled up here. My number eight is the same as Garrett's number eight. It's Raya and the last dragon. Yeah, oh, yeah. Same number eight. Yeah, this right. was uh, this was Disney's uh, uh, first animated film released uh, this year, and uh, the the uh, it did the theatrical run and the day and date, I think. And uh, it was the first movie to sort of do that because the first the first premium access movie was Mulan, but that didn't get a theatrical run in the United States. So this was the first time they tried the theatrical run plus day and date, and uh, and yeah. I did it. I forked over the money. I watched it here at home and uh, I loved it. I loved it. Animation was gorgeous. It was, uh, you know, Disney did, did, uh, they, they, they flipped themselves this year because this one was, this was a, a princess non-musical and then later they did a musical non-princess. So that was kind of different. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think one of the best antagonists named Mari that we've had in a Disney film in a long time. So uh, great action adventure feel animation looked great. And uh, yeah, I just, I don't know what else I can say about it. I think it's got, it had a chance to win best, a best animated film, but I think another film's going to take it from it. I really enjoyed this one. It was like in, I think it was my number three until uh, a couple of days ago as of this recording. And I, I dropped it down only just because I think some of the other ones are a little stronger, but th- for me, it's really the story. You don't get a lot of stories about trust in this way. That's really the central message. And, and what I like is that you see the hero, which is Raya, spoilers, sacrificing the opportunity to be the, the stereotypical type of hero and, and be the, the one that gets all the gander and the glory that you see most of the time. Instead, she relinquished it and said, I'm taking this step as the people who trust me and putting my faith in someone who needs this shot at redemption. You know, that is me as a leader saying, I don't need this. You need this. We are putting our faith in you to, to do this. And Namari came came through. And it was this really nice moment of trust. And it, it sends this message that you don't see a lot. And that's what I really enjoyed about this is that it's got that hero element. It's got that action adventure element. And it's got that redemption moment for someone who needs it. Because of they, because uh, through no real fault of their own, other than circumstances and situations, and so um, uh, I think that once they they got that moment, they pulled through, and that is nice to see that you don't see all the time, especially in an animated movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. Raya didn't make my top ten, but I did like it quite a lot um, for all those reasons. It's it's a really cool, unique story. Um, well, I say unique story. It's different from what a lot of Disney movies, animated movies have shown us, you know, with the, this um, 
magical kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It just is different. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked it a lot. And Raya's sword is one of the coolest swords I've ever seen. It's and pretty I just cool. Yeah. Tell you that because it wasn't said. Um, it can grapple hook. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, I have to ask if you saw the movie a second time because I know for a fact you slept during the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. And and I want to say that from what I saw, it was very good. Yeah. David, let me tell you real quick because this is a this is a a uh, experience that I remember well. Um, Andrew came and saw the movie uh, at the theater, fell asleep. Mm-hmm. During key moments, which never happens. Afterward, he was kind of sour on the movie a little bit, and he was like, "Just didn't make any sense." And then he started asking questions that we were like, "Those were clearly answered in the plot, like directly." I think you slept through like story moments, Andrew, and he did. So, uh, yeah, without question, that is why Raya is not ranked very high for him. (laughs) He didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, I know his. The name of Andrew's list is so. Garrett, uh, Josh's list is just 2021, its title. Uh, Garrett named his 2021-ish movies. Uh, Andrew's, the name of Andrew's list is seen in 2021. I don't know if that's true. Some of these are unseen. <laughs> <laughs> some of these I remember seeing. You know, attempted, attempted in 2021. Maybe the title of your list should be was present for in 2021. <laughs> Paid ticket to see. Body was here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You gotta well, since you didn't see that movie, Andrew, what was your number eight? Yeah, tell us your number. What was your number eight? Okay, all right. My number eight. My number eight was a fantastic documentary called Summer of Soul, directed by Questlove. Mm. And and I remember this blew me away whenever I saw it because not only is the I'm a huge fan of that type of music. I'm a huge fan of it. And I love listening to it. I listened to it growing up. It's one of it's, it's one of my all time favorite genres. And several of these people I knew I had known, like as I was growing up and I'm just like, Oh, this, this is actually really good music. It's amazing to me. It's an amazing story that was held right around the same time as Woodstock. And it's never been told until now. And even more so, I think it's even more, I think it's more highlighting that quest love from the roots is the director of this. And I think it's a, I think it's just an interesting take on this. And I hope it gets, it, it sh- I hope it gets more recognition than it does, but unfortunately I don't think it's going to, but that is probably one of the better docs I've seen all year. And this, I saw a lot of documentaries this year, and that is the one that ranks the highest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's also very high. Um, it's my number four of the year. Uh, I agree. I was really stunned when I, I knew what the movie was, but I didn't know going in that there was TV quality footage of this concert, which had, yeah. I mean, the movie opens with a drum solo of Stevie Wonder. I mean, that's how it that's how it starts and then it just goes up from there it has so many amazing performers and the fact that this footage was recorded for tv never put on tv lost in a basement literally for like 50 years 
And then this is the first time that we're ever seeing it. Most of us are ever hearing of it is an absolute insane story. And it is a, a fantastic. It is fun to be a part of as a concert movie and fascinating to watch from a documentary perspective. So I highly agree. This is a, this is a fantastic uh, experience to watch. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't seen it. I actually hadn't even, uh, even heard about it, but I'm looking into it now and it sounds like, it sounds like a blast. I think it's on Hulu. So please go, if it's, yeah. if you have Hulu, just go watch it. It's a, it, it is worth the time. It's fantastic. Does it have any, is it, is it like, uh, is it like uh, the Beatles get back and free of narration or is it like, uh, is there, no, they have, kind of like- they talked to some people who were there as audience <clears throat> members and some of the performers who were there. And I mean, a lot of the audience members, they, they, they really talk about it, but they, they also have kind of seemed to have forgotten about it. And then they, they show them this footage and it re- returns all these memories to them. It's, it is a really, really great watch. That's cool. Well, That's it's cool. I, one of the, one of the, one of the more memorable things was, was that like, it was, I mean, it was recorded in 1969. So one of the big things that was going on at the time was the moon landing. Mm-hmm. And they were asking like that, like they were asking all the participants and all the, all the audience members of the concert, they're like, what do you all think about the, the moon landing? Everybody just said, we don't care about it. So I, 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 you know, stuff like that, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a social commentary than anything, you know, awesome. instead of, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's what I like even more about it. So that's, that's why I really like this movie a lot. This movie was, this movie was so good and it deserves to be seen in a theater and it deserves to be played loud, like Martin Scorsese's The Last Waltz. <clears throat> Turn the volume um, there, up. Okay. There might be a chance for this at the Academy Awards. Um, I'm looking at the rundown. Oh, uh, yeah. I, it I, is, I hope so. It's Best it is, Picture nominee for sure. It is pending for the 2022 Grammys, so I would assume that it would be on the list for 2022's Oscar run. I um, hope so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my number eight is a movie that uh, its technical release year was 2020, but it was not released wide until 2021, and that is Minari. Um, we probably talked about Minari a little bit last year in our either in our Oscar special or something, so I won't uh, spend a lot of time on it, but Minari is a really... Um, touching story about a family who moves to Arkansas away from their city life uh, in like a chunk of land in a really small uh, like trailer home uh, to just become farmers and Mm -hmm. how they kind of integrate into this new culture as a family, as people. And it's just a really nice movie. So that's why it's my number eight. Yeah, I remember you you talking about it. I'm I, I I'm disappointed in myself that I never got around to checking it out, but I, I still want to um, because uh, I grew up in Arkansas, and there actually was a uh, you know there there were small communities of Korean and Vietnamese groups that did that same thing that just kind of found a spot where they could farm or, or raise you know livestock or something like that. Um, so I, I was really interested in in seeing that. So uh, yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Or you know, fun in a, in, a, in a good way, in a in a drama you know, in a drama movie kind of way. Beautiful movie shot here in uh, Oklahoma, which is always nice uh, to be a part of. Um, great story. It didn't it, it's in my top fifteen? Um, beautiful movie. Uh, 
I it's not in my I'll have to double check, but it's not in my top ten. Uh, I know it's not in my top ten, but uh, but no, I I did love the movie whenever it was released. It was released earlier this year, so it feels like so long ago. But no, it was it was incredibly it, it was incredible. It was very well shot, very well done, um, and. I just remember seeing some of the local faces, some of the local people that I know that are actually in the movie. It was filmed in, like, like Garrett said, it's, it's actually filmed in Tulsa, which three out of four of us live in. So, uh, and four out of four of us, well, three out of four of us work in. Live so, here, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so my number seven yep. is, uh, is actually I'm looking at our, our list now and actually except for Andrew who didn't have this movie in their top 10 uh, it ranks pretty close for all four of uh, for the th- remaining three of us and that is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings comes in at my number seven uh, mm-hmm. blast mm-hmm. it was super refreshing um, I-, I can't wait to see more from these guys you can listen to our review of Shang-Chi that came out earlier this year I haven't had this much hype for a new Marvel character since Black Panther. It was so cool to see a new character introduced in a way that was, uh, you know, redeeming of a character that was messed up in the past um, and and delivered on some, uh, uh, you know, again, it, you, you take a shot with a, a character that's lesser known and, and you have to deliver big and Marvel always runs that risk of, is this the one that's not going to land? And it did, so... Uh, it was a great, they fought on the side of a building. I mean, goodness gracious, it's good. Yeah, Shang-Chi was also my number seven. Uh, and I agree for all those reasons. It's just a really cool origin story that we're not used to. Um, and I think they landed it real well. And then, of course, there's all the fun tie-ins to other aspects of the MCU that fans are always looking for. It really checks a lot of boxes. And it has a dragon. Yeah. Point, and that's cool. Yeah. Anyone yeah, else Sean pop into their list? No, I didn't pop into mine, but I really loved it. Okay. Uh, Gary, what's your number seven? My number seven is a Netflix Western called The Harder They Fall. It is a fantastic... Uh, I'm not a big Western fan for the, for the most part. Um, I, th- I feel like I've seen them all. They're all basically the same. Um, but I like a different type of story. And this is this. This has got real characters that are based that are it is a black cast it's got characters that are based but the story is fictionalized but every character is so strong and like i would describe every single person as a badass whether they are a good person whether they are a bad person they are a bad ass and they can easily beat you up and so they build them up so well um, throughout this whole thing there's a moment at the end. I'm going to spoil it. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's a moment at the end where there's a couple of quick draw people uh, and they're going at it. And then, oh God, I wish I could. I don't know who's seen it, so I don't want to say anything. But there's oh. a moment where she, the, the one person says a little quip and it is just, oh God, it is, I don't know. It's very good. It really is it, a great story. I, I, yeah. I, I, I saw it this year. Uh, Andrew, did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, and I, I got it. It didn't make my top ten, but I will say, uh, it it was big. It was big on the cool. Like it was just everything about it had had that coolness. Uh, Lakey Stanfield, like for everything, please. Like I mean, yeah. Like 
I don't know if the dude knows how to be uninteresting. Uh, just, uh, I was wrapped on every scene he was in every, every actor in this film knows like how to command the screen. Mm. Um, and, uh, I was surprised to see, uh, one of the Wayans brothers, uh, find their way in there. And it was kind of, that was kind of fun, but, uh, and, yeah, Deon and, Cole. Uh, and you know what? Deon Cole was in there. And, and Hey, you know what? The music's pretty good too. Yeah. Yep. Soundtrack. All right. Uh, Andrew, what was your number seven? What was my number seven? My number seven was uh, this little this little movie, this little independent movie called Dune. And I put that in there because it was visually stunning. It is enraptures you into another into another world. And <clears throat> There's so much story here that you can't tell it in one movie. And the truth is, is that like when I remember when I saw it, I I was just like kind of blown away by it. And we saw it. We saw it uh, in IMAX. And that's where you need to see it. Like you actually do need to see it in IMAX because it just puts you more into it. Uh, And but like overall, I was surprised at how many people were in it. And and how much like the sound design is incredible. The visual effects are amazing. If this doesn't win at the Oscars this year, well then the Oscars suck. But anyway, um, but anyway, um, yeah, that is my number seven. Okay. So there. Cool. Uh, I I liked Dune a lot too. It did not make my list though, <clears throat> but I am looking forward to more. And to I, I I got the book for Christmas, so I'm gonna read that. Uh, I believe Andrew, you're the only one to get to get Dune on their list. Sorry, some tears yeah. going on over there. Uh, look cool. Haven't had a chance to get around to it uh, yet, but I hope to eventually. I was very interested in Dune, but there's a part of me that also wants to watch it and watch the old one, watch the 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 the, uh, the 80s, I think, uh, adaptation. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that means it is your it's all it's your turn, David, again to give your number oh, six because well, my seven here we, is here we go. My number six is the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah. This was a blast of an animated film. It had we we did a review for this. Sorry. We did a review for this, so please go check out that review. Uh, you can hear all my thoughts on it there. Uh, what a ton of fun. Could be best picture. I don't. I don't know. We'll find out. Best animated picture that is. Uh, I'll sweep in real quick here because it's also my number six. Uh, so we'll knock out two and one right there. Uh, Mitchell's versus Machines is awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, definitely recommend it. And then yeah, check out our review that we already did of it. Um, it's it's from Sony Animation, so it's got that same style and look as Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, which is really cool animation um and it's just hilarious it's got a lot of good gags for kids it's got a lot of good gags for adults too as well as just having a great message of you know not all technology is evil but not all technology is great um and kind of finding that middle ground and uh family togetherness all that good stuff that's why yes and 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 just beck bennett you know i mean i think he's one of the robots right one of the robots you know pig 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 dog bread uh you know and uh he uh he's an i think he was underrated as a member of saturday night live and uh, i look forward I, I, 
to him being successful after. Yeah, this was my favorite movie of the year. It is just a incredibly one. Yep. It is an incredibly fun watch. There's I have absolutely nothing bad to say about it. The animation is beautiful. Uh, The story for me, it really hits a lot of it it really hits a lot of things for me. Uh, It it has a high cry count, a high sentimental touching cry count. Uh, It's it's basically if you're a weird, awkward film nerd written for you uh just it for me it it really was just uh pure enjoyable bliss uh both times i watched it so yeah Uh, number one movie for me for 2021 cool wow um all right then well then it's your turn to give us your number six uh we oh sorry my number six was shang chi we we are already done talking about it so we 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 can move on and we already talked about andrew's number six all right, my number six is nobody. Ah, fantastic, fantastic. Moving on, now, moving now. on. We went from zero to sixty, and I'm about to find a fuck out. Oh, that's, that's my, maybe oh, my favorite. That was a well placed line there. Good job. We already talked about my number five. So, which was what was your number five? My number five was A Quiet Place Part Two. Ah, very cool. So, very cool. Uh, we talked about that a little ways back there. Uh, yeah. So, I think. We need to go to let's see, what's the what's next now? It's so, me. Uh, Garrett's number five. I think we've already talked about. No, we haven't. Garrett. No, we haven't talked about my number five. My number five is Coda. 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 I don't have. I don't know if anybody else has seen it, but Coda is on Apple TV. It is, I think, nominated for a Golden Globe currently and probably a candidate for Best Picture, I would imagine. You know, it is a story that you've seen a lot where a, pa- a kid is struggling to communicate with her parents. But it, it, I like seeing different stories on there. And so the story is uh, she is the only member of a, she can she's the only member of a family who can hear her. So she is the only person who can hear her whole family is deaf um, and she can sing. And that's what she wants to do with her life, but her family doesn't understand it because they don't, they can't hear music. And so it is this really interesting dynamic of how they live and interact with such a communication difference where it's just an interesting story that you don't see that kind of dynamic. And it's delivered in such a beautiful way where she's finding herself and she has this mentor who's leading her along the way it is it is really a beautiful movie again high cry count very very cry uh but it is a beautiful movie yeah yeah haven't seen it yet but it is it's high on my list of movies to get yeah that sounds really nice i've also heard i'm looking at the cast list now i love this cast yeah okay well <clears throat> I, believe I think next we have to go to Andrew's number five. Yes. My number five is <clears throat> Lynn Manuel Miranda's directorial debut of Tick Tick Boom. And it, it I saw it a couple of days ago. I was blown away. And it is highly person it is highly personable. It's by Jonathan Larson. Um it's it's basically what it is, is that it's a it's a play, it's a musical about uh, a musical being written by Jonathan Larson, who, if you don't know who Jonathan Larson is, he wrote the Pulitzer Prize winning, Tony winning, award winning play Rent. And it goes through all the trials of being, of what it's like to be a, 
of what it's like to be a uh, playwright as well as a musical adaptation. And it does so in such a way that you are, it's also a musical as well. Several of the songs are very catchy. The performances are absolutely great. Um, the only the only person who's really the only real star in this really is just Andrew Garfield, and Andrew Garfield had a pretty banner of a year. But all in all, I think Tick Tick Boom is one of my new favorites because just of how well the story is told. And this was despite a post well. Coming out of 2020, we had a pretty good year for musicals, I will say. There were some there were some lows. We'll talk about that later, but there is a lot of highs on this. But other than other than that, Tick Tick Boom is one of the highlights of last year. Yep, Tick Tick Boom is on my list too. Uh it is so, 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 so good. Um if yes. you watch clips of Jonathan Larson next to clips of Andrew Garfield. It is an incredible um, performance. He really becomes uh, Larson. At times, you don't even remember that it's Andrew Garfield. I think he is it's really, really, really good in it. And, you know, you do not have to know anything about Jonathan Larson to get this movie and to feel something from it because it is at its core about a man who is turning 30 and dealing with the, um, you know, Everybody knows the feelings that come with that of feeling old and feeling when am I going to feel successful and accomplished? And basically he learns his life work uh, up to that point was no good and nobody liked it. Um, and it's mm. about dealing with that. So it is extremely relatable to people in our age group, I think. And it is just a really fun uh, movie. Now, Lin-Manuel Miranda really knew what he was doing when he was directing that. Did you see this, Garrett? I have not seen it. Now, I, I uh, like Andrew, I was present for some of this. I've seen the first seven minutes of the, of the movie, which is basically just the opening musical number. And it starts off pretty well. Uh, I did, I did kind of laugh at myself because I was thinking like, I, I was thinking a lot of the same, a lot of the same things he's talking about are some of those things that I thought about with Inside. So it was uh, very, very good. Andrew Garfield spent uh, about a year, I think, working on or, or a year and a half working on his singing because he was not a singer before this um but he is uh, he trained and he got good and he's uh, he really holds it down uh it seems like a really good uh seems really good from what i've saw but i have to finish watching it i just i just ran out of time yeah dude can sing and it also features a really nice uh almost cameo guest appearance of uh, bradley whitford as steven sondheim which is extra special and is uh, vanessa hudgens in this vanessa hudgens now, also- would you say she's a star Yes, with an asterisk. <laughs> yes, with an asterisk. So maybe an illiterate one. She's not on a letter level. Yeah, she's I, a star, just, but like, but like, yeah, I don't exactly. know if her name's on the poster. You know. I know. Um, okay, so where are we at now? Number five. Yeah, we're on number fives now. My number uh, five? You're where? You're number five. What was your number five? You got Josh. My number five is West Side Story, which we already covered. So uh, now it should be David's number five, right? He muted him. So, yeah, like oh, I dude. said, again, we talked about nine, my number. Oh, hang on. We talked about nine, my number five. So now we're on to my, number fours. So my number four is one that is not shared. I think on anybody else's list, and that is the new, and that is Encanto. 
the latest Disney film, Disney's 60th animated film. Uh, I, I think it's got a really good shot at best animated film uh, at the Academy Award this year. Uh, the music, uh, you don't ex- like it, 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 it simmered on me at first. I was like, okay, I don't know. This is okay. Man, it sticks with you though. The music is really, really infectious. The animation is really vivid, but what really one of the things that stuck out to me the most when I first, well, the first time I watched it was how fluid the anim- the character animations are. There's a lot of dancing in this movie, and it's so it's like so smooth. Uh, it's a movie that kind of made me like it made me want to dance as I'm watching it. I've uh, been playing the music a ton. Uh, my son likes to go to sleep to the uh, to the, the soundtrack, and so. Uh, Encanto, uh, five stars for me. I put it in my number four spot. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Next. Four for me was Summer Assault. Awesome. Andrew? Uh, why don't you go ahead? <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, four for me was Tick, Tick, Boom. So why don't you go ahead? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I, four I, I for know, me. I, I saw this coming. <laughs> four for me is Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. Okay. And okay. This this was one of the, I think this was the first movie that brought me back to the theater uh in last summer and it was every kind of, it, there's every definition of spectacular. Absolutely. It is 100% fantastic. This movie is so much so much to say about this. I'm only going to say it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And go see it. Yeah, In the Heights is on my list as well. In fact, it's my favorite movie of 2021. It's Whoa! so good. It was the first movie that really, truly made me feel like I was back at the movie theaters. It was so loud and such a spectacle. Um, it's got so much great talent. Um, and it is a story that really translated well to the screen. Um, you know, the original sound, um, musical came out in the early 2000s um, and 20 years later, still a meaningful message, still a very impactful message. In fact, the movie had some updates uh, to make it even more present day. And I just really loved it. I cried. I sang. I still listen to the soundtrack semi-regularly. So it's my favorite movie of the year. How about that? I can understand yeah, that. It was it was it was uh, it was fun. It wasn't really uh, for me. But I really because uh, you don't like musicals, but that's okay. You know, hey, you know, I I like musicals. I, I just don't. Uh, Wait, have a hard food. time finding. I just have a hard time naming them. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, next then. Next, uh, so we're gonna have to go into like I think our number threes. We've gone through I think all our number fours. Yeah, so, we should. We should. Uh, we can either. I think. I think. Let's go. We'll go with my number three. Yep. And that is No Time to Die. Uh, James Bond's No Time to Die. Uh, I think a little bit of this was so many sequels bias where we uh, started watching uh, the, the James Bond franchise. And uh, so I was very fresh going into no time to die. And so I really had a greater appreciation, I think, than I would have if we, if I just watched this movie cold, uh, really dug it. I thought it was a really fantastic way to send uh, Daniel Craig off and, uh, and I'd I'd watch it again. Watch I'd, like these top five movies. I'd watch over and over again. Yeah, yeah. No time to die is not quite in my top ten, but I did really love it. You guys should listen to our review episode of it um, because that movie was like a per- became a personal mission for us to see. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, we were supposed to open season three with it. And now and then, it's almost a year and a half, two years to watch it. So it was good, though. I really liked it. It was a yep. mission that we chose to accept. Well, wait. Sorry. Wrong series. <laughs> wow. It, it didn't make it to anyone else's top 10, though? No. No. It was a runner-up for mine. Fair. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> wow, I screwed that one up. So uh, we could either do Garrett or Josh, or do Garrett or Andrews. Josh's number three was inside. Bill Burnham's inside. inside. Which we talked about a little bit already in our last episode. Uh, my number three is Judas and the Black Messiah. Strong performances from uh, everybody in that movie. I mean, it tells a story that needs to be told uh, that hasn't been told. Probably opens a lot of people's eyes. I mean, just really, really powerful performances from from them. Yes, it is my number one movie of the year. Need I say, need I say it again? Like Heath Stanfield, give him yeah. everything. Daniel Kaluuya, uh, powerful. Like like Daniel Kaluuya could could have been in uh, the Heart of They Fall as well. Uh, Jesse Plemons was uh, this was uh, his I think his best performance of the year, and at least of the movies that came out this year. What a what a fantastic movie! Martin Sheen was terrifying. Uh, mm-hmm. so many good things you could say about Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, but I'll let you uh, go back and check out our review of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please do. That, right. that is also in my list. So, oh, yeah, it's a uh, Andrew, you have it here at number two. It is my number two. Awesome. So, awesome. Did you tell us your number? Two? I did not tell you my number three. My number three is Paul Thomas Anderson's Licorice Pizza. Wow. So, okay, yeah, I think okay. it's a I think it's an interesting story. I think the performances in it were great. I think uh, <clears throat> the style of the film is very, very, is very, very good. Um, I think it's an interesting film to date. It also has a lot of just like, it's real, I don't want to say twisty. Twisty is not the thing, but there are times when it kind of keeps you on edge a little bit, you know, uh, but you really just don't know what's going to happen. And I like that. I like that. This, this to me was a little bit of a uh, throwback to like a throwback to like, like a seventies and eighties romantic films. Yeah. So, and I, and I like that. I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. It's also very reminiscent of Harold and Maude kind of, kind of that, kind of that romanticized way of telling a romantic movie. Yeah, if that makes sense. Uh, I think this movie anyway, looked very nice. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and right. that has inched its way to my number three. Excellent. Sounds all great. right. Well then, all what right. Is, uh... Well, as I look at the master list here, there's two more movies to talk about. Josh and I okay. uh, both had Spider-Man: No Way Home at our number two, so we'll talk about Garrett's number two. I'm sorry, but Vista Del Mar is the greatest movie of the year. <laughs> I'm so glad that that made it into someone's list because in my heart, I agree so much. Yes, listen, <laughs> listen, the, listen, and this has been number one all year until I rewatched Mitchell's versus Machines and, and it bumped it. But Barb and Star, let me tell you the journey of Barb and Star. It was a pandemic movie. It was just a like, here's funny people. Let's watch this movie. It turned into a fever dream of insane, crazy ridiculous off the wall where you think it's going to go went crazier than where you thought it might even go. Uh, and I paid for it as a rental. 
And then I wanted to watch it again and I paid for it as a rental. And then I wanted to watch it again and I had to pay for it. And I was like, you know what? I've already rented it three times. I'm going to purchase this movie. And now you can watch it for free and you should because it is insane. Yes. Absolutely love that movie. It's so funny. It, it is not in my top 10, but it is incredibly, incredibly funny. Uh, and the song numbers in it are actually really good. Yeah. Yep. So I adore Barb and Star. It yes. Can feel good when I feel bad. <laughs> they can make they can make a sequel. Please make a sequel. This is one that's selling my I doubt we'll get game. one. Oh, it's crazy. You should just you we'll know, it's one. not the best movie of the year, but it is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. All right. That's true. So All right, just so, recap just real quick because we've already done him. What was everyone's number one? So mine was Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Garrett's. Was Mitchell's Mitchell's versus the machines? Josh's was in the heights. Andrew has a number one movie that has not appeared on anybody else's list. Andrew, would you like to talk about it very quickly? Quickly, don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up was your favorite movie of the year. I am so furious that that this is waited to the last final seconds. (laughs) Talk, boy, you ain't got time to laugh. It's a great, it's a great film. It's 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 great writing. It's terrific direction. It's got absolutely terrific performances i love the ending song even though it's not like the best of endings it's certainly a movie that's great that's great satire we don't get that too often we don't get great satire and i know i'm running out of time but that is my review it is the best movie of the year for me we'll see you guys season five in a few weeks i'll compile the top 10 for the group follow us we'll see you guys uh in a couple months probably Bye-bye. See ya.